Welcome to the Impact Investing Podcast with your host, Samuel I Can Win, Ikimwin. It's a great pleasure to be on today for this episode because I get to talk about something that I'm really interested in. I get to talk about something that I think is fundamental additionally to property investing, but effectively fundamental to investing in general. And if you're in the property investing world, or industry and if you're active as a property investor you have most likely heard about what we're talking about today but specifically today we're going to be talking about property investing networking and property investing networking events now those of you who have engaged with me through my networking event will be well aware that I host the Canary Wharf property investors network meeting and I've been doing so for roughly around a year now. What's interesting is before actually hosting the Canary Wharf um, PIN meeting, Property Investors Network meeting, I used to host the Watford Property Investors Network meeting. And for a number of months, probably over six months, there was a, a period of time where I was actually hosting both. And I, and I found it to be a really insightful experience in terms of hosting such events. Now, primarily the reason I found it to be so insightful is because you get to meet people in a way that you don't necessarily when you just network. And, you know, there's several different ways I mean. So first and foremost, because you're hosting the event, you are generally there more regularly. So because you're there on a more regular basis, you get to meet people on a more regular basis. And what I found meeting people on a month-to-month basis is that you start to get to know people a little bit better than if you just came to the event once and disappeared. And as a result of getting to know people a little bit better, you start to see synergies, you start to see where people are congruent, whether they have the same values as you, etc., etc to create environments where you can move forward with these people and decide to do business with them and also to do business without them. Now, in terms of my start in networking, um, specifically property networking, it actually goes back a lot further, way before I was even interested in networking per se. Um, Probably when I was around eight or nine years old, I was quite an introverted individual. Um, as As a young child, Um, You know, I don't know if I had middle child syndrome being the second of four boys, Um, but I was quite introverted. I was a very reflective person, liked to think a lot um, before speaking. And growing up like that, you know, then came the big bang of secondary school. And secondary school at the age of 11, 12 brought with it some interesting things. But primarily in terms of uh, the things relative to this particular podcast episode, it brought with it the whole ideal of popularity. And that's just to summarize it in a snapshot. Secondary school was the first place where I started to see that people were esteemed and deemed popular or not popular or unpopular because of certain metrics. You know, sometimes it was, this was the person who's got nice shoes. You know, and as children, as I was as a child, you know, sometimes we, we, we give people high praise for some of the most um, insignificant things. Nonetheless, 
as an 11-year-old or 12-year-old, I started to learn this concept of popularity and I started to see that certain people were being accredited and acclaimed for having certain character traits, etc. But the thing that dawned on me as quite a reflective person was the fact that, hold on a minute, how do you actually know that person is who you think they are? And what really dawned on me was just the fact that I started to realise that people will never get to know you unless you give them a chance. And that was kind of like the philosophy or the philosophical ideal that I started to realise and understand at that um, age of 11, 12, being introduced to secondary school and engaging with secondary school at an early age. So I guess I must have been about 12 years old. I was probably in my second year in secondary school and I wrote a poem because I was into poetry as a child and I believe vaguely the name of the poem was My Hero or A Hero, something of that sort. And having written this poem in my English lesson, with, which was my favourite subject growing up, um, probably because my favourite secondary school teacher um, was my English teacher, Mr Parks, who I remember very vividly, a great teacher. And interestingly enough, I wrote this poem, My Hero, in my English lesson. And having written this poem in my English lesson, um, I got the opportunity, the great opportunity, to actually share that poem in assembly, okay? And it, it was something I was keen on doing, wanted to do, um, and I, I think it was a deputy head at the time who asked me, would I be interested? And I said, yes, you know, I'd, I'd be glad to. And I did that. You know, I read out my poem uh, about a hero in assembly. And this was, you know, a fairly substantially large secondary school, um, you know, and, and it wasn't, you know, a one form or one year assembly. This was an assembly where every single member, every single student of the school was expected to be present. So it was fairly a big do, you know, and, I, and I've since done, you know, different kinds of training and I've heard people say that apparently public speaking is one of the things that people fear more um, then I think even death, <laughs> which is interesting, very interesting fact. So at the age of roughly 11, 12, I stand up in front of what was probably around 900 students and staff and I basically share my poem and read my poem out. And it was amazing because in secondary school, two things I found was I wanted to be, you know, not popular, I was never into popularity, but I wanted to be appreciated. I wanted to at least be recognised that, oh, you know, Samuel's a member of our school community or Samuel's a student who attends our, our school. I wanted to be recognised. And that was an external kind of desire I had. And then there was the internal desires. You know, I wanted to contribute and I speak about this all the time because it's really one of my core values. I, I am extremely passionate about contributing to the communities I'm a part of. When I was a teacher, an educator, I was extremely passionate about contributing, not just to children in terms of moving them forward in their education, but also to staff and ensuring that the staff were getting the value that I had within me through means of my masters in teaching, through means of my you know, high quality teaching degree from a great university, etc. So because one of my core values was to contribute, there was an internal desire, even from that young age, to be a contributor to the community. 
And I think those were really like the desires I had at 12 years old, wanting to be appreciated as an individual in the community and wanting to actually contribute to the framework of the community. And with that, you know, there were still barriers, you know, in the sense that even though I had shared um, from a perspective of my poetry, you know, getting to know people doesn't happen in one sitting. And the great thing about sharing from the platform is everybody kind of feels like they get to know you. But getting to know people doesn't happen in one sitting. So this brings us back to kind of like the whole ideal. So, you know, when I became an adult, much more mature, engaged in the work, um, in the workforce, you know, got my full time job, etc. After studying my degrees, I started to realize that if I really wanted to make a go of my property investing journey, it would do me in good stead to actually make contacts, like great contacts, and leverage those contacts and use those contacts in order to improve my property business and also to help them improve their own property business. So this was kind of like, for me, the idea I got and what I wanted to do. You know, again, it comes back to my values of wanting to be a contributor, etc., etc. because now I'm in a place where I actually want to add to other people through means of building my property business or getting into property investment. And the key to doing this well for me, which I thought at the time, was effectively to start to network. So I decided to get into property networking um, as an attendee, primarily attending networking events, which I found to be absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, some of the networking events that I went to, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed the Kensington Property Investors Network meeting. Um, over the years that I had attended um, or have attended, um, that was a really fantastic networking event. Um, and I, I believe it still is. Um, Marion, who's the host over there at the Property Investors Network meeting in Kensington, does a fantastic job of making people feel welcome. And, you know, when you have a great host who does stuff like that, makes people feel so welcome, it makes it much easier, going back to what I was sharing earlier, for people to get to know each other more and for people to want to even get to know each other more because there aren't any barriers in terms of, you know, just communication. It's just like we're all here for these core um, reasons and we're going to add value to one another if, if we're all allowed to. So again... You know, this was some of the great um, experiences that I had in terms of networking from me realizing that networking was definitely something I wanted to get into. You know, and there's been other networking events I've attended which have been fantastic. I remember um, the first time I attended the Regents Park Property Investors Network meeting. I also remember when I first attended the Baker Street Property Meet. Um, a number of these meetings were fantastic and played a phenomenal part in uh, my experience um, in terms of networking. So before actually attending a number of the meetings that I've actually mentioned already, you know, I had this plan and I just got into property. Um, I actually paid a coach 
to come and support me in my property business and show me, train me, teach me um, how to actually build and develop my sourcing activities. And one of the key values that the court coach left with us um, on the day was he said, Samuel, you need to start networking more. So that was my plan. My plan was to start to attend networking events and through means of starting to attend networking events, build my contact list and use property networking to kind of be a fuel, be, be an added benefit to my investing activity. And funnily enough, the first ever property investing networking uh, meeting that I attended was actually the progressive property networking meeting held in Ipswich by, again, another fantastic host, uh, Mr. Halstead Otley. Now, me and Halstead got speaking because I think I watched a video of his online and was really inspired by his journey and decided to connect with him. And through connecting with him personally, he invited me down to his networking event. And, you know, I travelled a couple of hours all the way from London to Ipswich in order to attend his networking event. And even till today, you know, there are people that I met in that networking event who I still do deals, still pass business to and still engage with up until today because of, you know, that, that phenomenal um, environment that I engaged with at the PPN in Ipswich. So it was, it was great to meet Halstead, great to connect with him. Um, you know, Halstead made time for us. Uh, again, another fantastic host. He sat with me um, and my colleague that I went down with before the networking event began. And he actually even sat with us um, for a quick conversation at the end as well. So again, you know, this was just fantastic value in terms of my first ever networking event. And that plan that I had to actually, you know, attend networking events, build my contact list, etc. It was really aided by other, you know, really key influential people. Um, some of which were like Fraser McDonald, who gave me the great opportunity in my journey to actually work alongside him on his team at the Blackfriars, um, Blackfriars Property Investors Network meeting um, in central London. And again, that for me was a phenomenal experience um, supporting the Blackfriars PIN team and also meeting people from that perspective as well. So with all of those things, you know, I, I still had a barrier in those days. And, and that barrier was the fact that I was working full time you know, uh, many times I was rushing for my day job in order to get into the Kensington pin and be an attendee or in, in order to get into the Blackfriars pin um, when, it was, when I was a part of the team and actually help out. So that was kind of like my insight and my journey. And through means of that, it made me start to realise that other people actually are challenged with these same conflicts. Other people are challenged with these same issues. Other people are challenged with these same barriers. So I thought it really fitting to actually delve into this through means of this episode and really like look at and speak about not only my kind of history through means of property networking in terms of investment, but also in terms of what are the actual values that people can get out of it. So to give you an, an insight into some of the achievements um, that property investing networking has done for me, I remember... Uh, attending one networking event. This was uh, a Blackfriars networking event hosted by Fraser McDonald. And at the beginning of the meeting, I was met by a colleague of mine 
and the colleague said to me, Samuel, I need to introduce you to another person. And he said, this person, you know, this is what they're doing in their property business. This is what they've achieved. And they've reached a bit of a kind of, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a brick wall, effectively. And because they've hit this brick wall, this barrier for their next level, they actually want someone who does what you do, Samuel, to come on board and to help them understand your part of the property business a bit more. And also in tandem, you could equally get to learn more about their part of what they do in property as well. So in simple terms, it was actually a phenomenal invitation. But this invitation came as a result of someone who knew me because of my regular attendance at the networking event and who knew this other person because of their regular engagement with them, whether it be through the networking event or through other means. Now, the value I want to share with you from that instance is regularity in the networking environment is where true opportunity comes from. I'll say it again, regularity in networking environments, especially as we talk about investment, because as we talk about investment and particularly property investment, one of the things that you will learn if you haven't learned it already is that property is a people business. You know, property is not about the deals, it's about the people. It's about the people that bring you those deals. It's about the people you bring deals to. It's about the people you have on board as tradesmen who can help you and support you move projects forward and deliver projects on time. So this is an achievement that I want the listeners of this episode to be able to go and grab. And that's the achievement of building regular, long-lasting, sustainable relationships through means of engaging in networking events for the purpose of property investment. Now, you know, I have close friends right now who I actually met through property investing networking events. So one of them is Leslie, Leslie Asante and Tony. Now, Leslie's based up in the south part of London, um, in the Croydon region, and Leslie does developments up in Croydon. Leslie is prolific on LinkedIn and that's his medium where he does videos, you know, and he shares content. And Leslie is a fantastic and a great guy. Now, for a number of years, Leslie's actually been investing up in the north, up in Liverpool. And Leslie's a guy who I met in a networking event. And from meeting him in a networking event a number of years ago, we just hit it off to the degree that, you know, I've had dinner at his house with his family, with his wife and his children you know, and vice versa. We've just engaged on that level where we've connected with one another. We've opened our doors to one another. We're now talking about business with one another. You know, so it's more than property. You know, you know, the Impact Investing podcast as a whole is about investing. And nine times out of 10, you want to invest in more ways than just financially. You want to invest in relationships. You want to invest in different and varying ways which will allow your life to have a significant impact. So, for example, the relationship I've just described with Leslie is an achievement for me. That's an achievement I've been able to have. Now, one of the greatest achievements that I find in my relationship with Leslie is the fact that we've both spent thousands of pounds on property investing training. 
And, you know, I say thousands of pounds lightly, but we've both spent thousands of pounds, respectively, on property investing training. And here's the caveat, with different providers. So one of the real powers of when me and Leslie get together is we get to talk from the different vantage points of not only our experience, but also our investing education through means of specialized companies and organizations we've aligned ourselves with over the years. So that becomes very dynamic in our relationship, allowing us to see things from, even if I use this terminology, from a hybrid level, where we're not just saying, oh, based on me learning from this particular person, I think we should do this on this deal, or him saying, based on him learning from this particular person, uh, you know, educator, he thinks we should do it this way. But then we come together with a synergy and say, you know what, the next deal you're looking at, you were thinking about doing this, but why don't you actually do this? So that's just the value in a nutshell that you can actually get out of property investing networking meetings, connecting with like-minded people, connecting with people of similar values, being able to engage on a higher level, being able to foster lifelong relationships, being able to even share with other people who you are and what you are trying to achieve and attempt in your own property investing journey, as well as being connected to people who can be your next leg in your property investing journey. Now, all of this doesn't come lightly. There's an element of all of us that needs to change. And for me, that element of change was in the sense of getting out of my own way, getting out of my comfort zone and saying basically to myself a quote I've heard again and again and I think is extremely powerful. And that is success is right outside of your comfort zone and deciding to go and network. This is the individual who started the journey at the age of eight or nine years old being introverted but started to understand throughout the journey that networking with other individuals creates an element of power where they can see who you are and get to know what you do. This is Samuel Ikanwina Kimbin, your host on the Impact Investing Podcast. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I want to encourage you to share this episode with other people who you think will find this of value. And make sure that you tune in to hear another episode coming up in the future of the Impact Investing Podcast. Have a great day.